Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I'm Iman Shumper here with my big brother Ari. Ari, go on, say what up to the people. What's going on, y'all? I'm Ari. This week, we got in the studio 2017 lacrosse world champion. World Inductee champ. into the John Hopkins Athletic <laughs> Hall of Fame. Ten-time, quote, unquote. <laughs> all-star. <laughs> no, a little asterisk. Ten-time, but really seven-time all-star. <laughs> Kyle Harrison, what's going on, man? How are you? Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Appreciate y'all. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. It's great when you wear the headphones yeah. and you can hear all the people <laughs> yeah. in the building. Yeah. The theme of today's episode is going to be representation matters. When we talk about the importance of representation uh, in spaces like lacrosse mm-hmm. that are traditionally not black, mm-hmm. um, what do you feel like the importance of that is? Yeah. Uh, well, for starters... Excited to be here. Big fan of you both. Big oh, fan of man. the show. So so fired up to oh, be this here. This guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just as surprised. Y'all. Thought it was just me and my <laughs> mama, man. No, no. You guys are what? killing it. You so. and what? You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> Clip. Look, either <laughs> Go way. Go on, Kyle. Either way, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm Kyle. happy to be here and uh, big fan. But in terms of representation, man, I think, um, I mean, it's a big question, but I guess I'd go back to the beginning. Um, my dad played. So my dad started a team at Morgan back in Baltimore, historically mm-hmm. black college. Um, and so I always felt represented because my superhero down the hallway, like, played. And so, mm-hmm. like, my earliest lacrosse memory is a life-size picture of him, Morgan State jersey, playing lacrosse. And so, like, that was, like, the end game for me. Let me let me be that. Let me put on that number 18 jersey and play that. So representation is something that I've learned my peers that are also black didn't have that experience. Like a, a father didn't play or yeah. someone in their family didn't play. So anytime they saw another brown pair of legs across a field, like it was empowering for them. So, it, I mean, representation is everything. Dang. The boy said a brown pair of legs. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's how you knew. We walk out to that's a field crazy. and you like, I just across, thought about that. You know, that's trying to find right. a pair. Like, yeah. I'm not even, sure. I never went into a sporting event. <laughs> Think that. To look oh, for yeah. black people. That's what I'm saying. I always felt like it was just about to yeah. be a bunch of black dudes. And if I saw an all white team, I'm like, man, they finna run so many yeah. screens. Right. <laughs> it's finna be so many picks, <laughs> man. Oh, they about to man. Shoot the Everybody can shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they gonna be super disciplined. Like, oh my God. Hard defense. Yep. Slapping the floor. <laughs> Slapping the floor. Yeah, <laughs> whole deal. Um, but yeah, I I think that that's that's I share that yeah. with you. Um I was big on what my dad did. Mm-hmm. Like his Loyola stories, like, yeah, I played ball Loyola. He, like, uh, he had his high school jersey. You remember his white and blue? He had his white and blue high school jersey. He used to always try to wear With him. the number four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had the number four. Yeah. So that's like, like, people don't know, like, me going back to number four is like, I don't know, four that's is right. just, it's just a, a number that I can't get away from. Yeah. Everything around me has been fours. We got, it's four bro, four boys. You know, all the guys are saying foes this yeah, and foes yeah. that, yeah. man. It's, uh, uh, I'm wearing number four because my dad wore it. I always like four seasons yep. in a year. Like, I can't deal with one thing all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, no, always, I get that. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's poetic for me for you to say that. Like, yeah, I saw my dad 
do it. So that was the representation I needed. And yeah. I know it's for a lot of people, especially young kids. Like, we don't see a lot of black lacrosse players. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to, to have you here today because it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. gee, for real, like, yeah. like, you are finna be the representation, dog. Yeah. You finna be the stamp. I don't, you know what I'm pre- saying? I appreciate that. Might as well man. shave your shit bald and be Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> shave your shit bald and wear baggy shorts out here. You might as well start your in. Well, maybe. He said, Look. Might do it. Might do right. it. He already thinking about it. He, he already like, had thoughts. He looking at me like, nigga, I got a sneaker already on. <laughs> One more believing. Exactly. Oh, One more exactly. believing. Exactly. You and your mom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Talking to you, Kyle, about, yeah. you know, representation and your father playing lacrosse. Mm-hmm. What did that do to you, like, typically at, like, a young age. Like, I know you got introduced to a young. Like, yeah. what do you think that did and, like, you know, helped mold you? Yeah, no, so... Like, he gave you the game? He, like, taught yeah, you? No, I, well, I think the best thing my dad did, actually, was not push it. So I thought uh, that I was a, either a, a basketball player, a soccer player, and then lacrosse was the third sport I played. Um, in terms of the amount of time... <laughs> in terms of the amount of time I spent on it. Like, I, I thought that uh, it was going to be basketball uh, or soccer. And then so what what happened as I got older, uh, I started understanding, like, my family history. Like, no, my dad went to historically black college, started a team at historic at historically black Damn, college. Damn, I wish I did that. And so, like— Wait, he started the team? Yeah, so it was my dad, his coach Chip Silverman, and then a few of his classmates, obviously, at the time. They didn't have a team at Morgan when they were there. And they Morgan started, State? Yeah, Morgan State in Baltimore. Damn. They started the program. And so, obviously, as a kid, you don't, you don't understand any of that right, stuff. Right. Uh, but as I got older, and, like, some of those stories that, that Dad told you when you're, like, a little guy that I didn't believe, but I got older and started, like, hearing them from his peers and mm. understand the magnitude of what they did, it was like, I'm not playing anything but, lac- like, lacrosse is my path, and I'm just going to have to build on what they did. Like, they started a program. I'm going to go to a Division One program and win a national championship. Um, and try and play professionally and try and ride this thing as much as I can. So it, it all started from the beginning with him, but he didn't push it, which is, I think, the best part about it. That's crazy. That's dope. Yeah, that shit was like, like a legacy. Basketball and soccer was his favorite, though. That's raw, because lacrosse is kind of like basketball. And oh, like yeah. His marriage with a both? stick. Oh, that's <laughs> why it worked. Stick. No, no, they it is. They added a weapon. Yeah. That's how you look at it? No. So for why I had success, definitely early, from like he, high school to yeah, college, it was hell. just, it was all AI crossover on turf, but with a lacrosse stick, right? So if you hit somebody that doesn't play basketball they with that no move, they don't know what they're, like, they're jumping the other way. And I mean, I was cooking people by like three <laughs> and five yards <laughs> laterally. His angles was different. Yeah, because like, I was used to playing hoops. Right. You so. see in basketball angles, you like, I just got to keep the ball away from hands. Like you looking at it. I see why that would work. He getting too comfortable. He going to try to play lacrosse <laughs> tomorrow. Look, I'll send him a package. We'll get him a guy. stick. Oh, we'll get him a stick. If y'all need a guy. Oh, nah, yeah. Kyle's going to come to your crib and rough you up. No, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send a stick. We'll send you a helmet. Yeah, yeah he's like, you. yeah, I'm going to teach you. I'll teach you. Yeah. Make sure they're recording. Remember, Hulk hands. Remember? Hulk hands. Remember? Like, you have your own camera team? <laughs> no? Like, no? Okay. Okay. Don't even, don't even worry about it. Like, we'll be fine. Uh, I'm not going to make any noise. <laughs> How did you uh, decide on committing to John Hopkins? So, um, a couple things. It, it's it's down the street from where I grew up. Like, literally, I grew up probably about eight minutes away by car. I went to high school, lower school, middle school, kindergarten, all, like, two miles from there. So, like, and where is this? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, this is for my... Yeah, yeah. You know from, from Baltimore. For the Baltimore. people at home. Um, and so, when I started getting recruited, like, I was, I was a hardcore, still am, 
Michael Jordan guy. Like, I, I wanted UNC badly. Like, that was my mom's from, from uh, North Carolina. She's from Durham. Like, I needed mm. to go there. And so back then, when you get recruited, you get five visits. So you, you pick your visits, Me and then too. you go do that. Right. Five officials. Right, five official joints. So, like, uh, I went to UNC, loved it. Like, I knew I would. Unbelievable. Had an interesting talk with the staff. Um, at the time, there was one other guy from Baltimore that I guess was above me on their depth chart. Um, and their decision, it was a really candid conversation on their part, which I appreciated. They were just like, you know, we have to see what he does. And then depending on that, we'll see we'll what you, you do. Uh, and so obviously I left like, nope, done, done with that. Went to Hopkins the following weekend, like with my best friend in the world, who remains my best friend. Uh, and we both committed there like a week later. That and dumb. that was that. Yeah, but I mean, I wanted UNC and, until that conversation. So you want to tell us how that visit went? Or? Look, at UNC? It was fine. I, look, I kept my composure. Look, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna run into these people later in life. Like, I'm gonna keep oh. my composure, right? <laughs> oh. But for four years, like, we wore UNC out. Never. Oh, I was the same way. Yeah, four, was... four and zero against them. Game winner down on their campus sophomore year. Like, no, no, it like, was me. Yeah, I had the same to... thing. I was mad as oh, hell. Yeah. yeah, you went out there. Oh, mm-hmm. What? Yeah, they told me they mm-hmm. was like, yo, Larry's our point guard, and I knew Larry Drew. That was right. my dog. But I was right. like, I don't get to play point. Larry Drew. Yeah. Uh, like, now you going to turn me against right. my boy? Yep, that's how it goes. Yep. Like, damn. It was tough. It was war after that. Dexter Strickland, all that. It was war after that. That's how it goes. But I appreciated the conversation, though. I'd right. rather have that conversation and make the right decision for me and my family than him not say that, me commit there. Did you feel like you were steering those conversations, or was your dad with you on them visits? Like, no, Pops didn't even come on those. So my dad my dad was uh, a doctor, um, a surgeon. He retired about three years ago. But so on those visits, like, that that was typically me. In Baltimore, they came because Baltimore's down mm-hmm. the street. But, like, no, UNC, they weren't there. Say two. What's that? Two. How um, he, he, he beat it. He beat, oh, he beat the, he beat he beat the, the accent? With the, <laughs> the two who knew. You, two who knew. What up, shorty? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Shorty. That's the best accent in the world. Baltimore? Baltimore is the best accent See, in the world. See, he said Baltimore. Yeah. Like he's, you could tell he's trying to fix it for Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to try. <laughs> Oh, you're trying to fix yeah, it? Yeah, he's fixed it. But he said to fix it. Yeah, he said to fix it. Yeah, he's done work. Yeah. You've been with a specialist, haven't you? He's gotten his diction right. Like, um... But yeah, I, I I always tease people from. I love that accent. Yeah, me too. Me and uh, I got into it with Josh Shelby um, during the draft work. It was the first time I really got to hear the accent yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, like, and we're in the middle of like we're in the middle of fighting during the draft workouts because yeah. we just trying to compete. Yeah, and. Uh, he starts talking, and then we get in the locker room because they the Bulls was over us. They like, all right, bro, y'all stop competing. <laughs> like, it's over, right? right? Y'all done finished the drill. Right. We in the uh, locker room, and his his accent just start coming out. <laughs> no, because I ain't even like if I knew, if I knew, <laughs> sure we would have put them gloves on. Yo, man, I'm like, yo, that accent. Yo, you kind of got it, huh? You been oh, practicing had- that. You know, I, I practice a lot of little impressions. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, you kind of got it. Practice a couple card tricks on the side. So no, <laughs> no, no. He couldn't hey, just man, take you the card. Lacro- hey, you to teach me lacrosse. I'm gonna play I lacrosse. Got I got you. Oh. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I'm gonna send the package. Yeah, I, mean, I will try anything. Boy, I was on Dancing with the Stars. You think I won't play I lacrosse? You. I will play tomorrow. What y'all got? Three numbers. Y'all like y'all wear like number one twenty eight. No, uh, no, not an outdoor. Can you wear no, three numbers? I don't think I've seen three numbers. What's your number? Eighteen. Eight. 18. Why 18? Because my dad wore. But you can't even do it on the on the hands. Why would they what let y'all do 18? 
They what do you mean? Oh, we go, we go up to ninety nine. Like people would be going ninety nine. Oh, you talking about for penalties? Yeah, or, when just, you're, or that like all kids, all hmm. all kids everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, I remember they didn't used to make jerseys only in the pros. Could you get like yeah, those off numbers? Hand. Yeah, because yeah. they be in the pros, they'll give you that. But I'm like, all your life you had 18. Yeah, yeah. They even had them on pennies for you. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Being one of the few black lacrosse players, what has that taught you? I know that's kind of broad. Like, yeah. as far as do you promote it and try yeah. and get as many. Yeah. Black people to be like, nah, dog, fuck with lacrosse. Yeah. Like, is it one of them type of Yeah, players? no, it's a good question. Kind of. I think it's like, uh, there's two answers. So I think as a black lacrosse player, I've, I've been lucky. I, I know that. I know that my experience from my childhood, honestly, straight up to retiring last year, was like irregular. And, and um, from, I never really ran into too much racism. I certainly never ran into anything like direct to me. I'm sure some, some shit was said in the stands or something, mm-hmm. but never like, another player or another team like beefing with me from a race perspective. You didn't feel like they hit you harder? No, like I never I never ran into any of that stuff. I had teammates that had my back. Like I I just my experience wasn't that. And I think because it wasn't, it I was like always confident, empowered, like always myself while playing. Um I think what I've learned as I've gotten older is that this sport is a real opportunity uh for for black kids. It's really for any kid, but we're talking specifically about representation and being a black kid. Like this can get you into school. And mm-hmm. basketball scholarships are tough to come by. Football scholarships are tough. Everybody's so good these days. At this. I mean, you look at the top lacrosse schools. You're talking Cornell, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, Hopkins. You're talking about some of the highest level of institutions available. Mm-hmm. And this sport can get you there. You got to be able to do your books, too, though. You know? Oh, yeah. No <laughs> choice. Yeah, Don't you know, just uh, lacrosse your way ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they go, they go lacrosse you out. Yep, yep. The fuck is yeah, you You'll, you'll be right about? back at home. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be uh, <laughs> back to the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not right. Hey, for that's real, though, right. I'm just saying, you, if right. you go, you th- he threw Cornell out there like that was sweet. <laughs> that is not sweet. <laughs> no, better, to them, man. To them, he like, yeah, about it. been there. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a ton of schools. There's, there's no, no, a laundry for real, list. They do, it, for will, sure. it will get you into some nice institutions. That yeah. academic responsibility would be a bitch. It's a lot. Yeah. Georgia Tech was a lot. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I, I thought it would be sweet, and it wasn't sweet. <laughs> right, it's not, right. It's not smooth sailing like you be thinking. Like, you really got to work. I'd be glad that I did the work. Yeah. I'm glad I know what I could pull out of the tank. Right. Like, I'm super glad that they pushed me. Yeah. But when I really think about it, I'm like, bro, like, where's these schools that they were saying that they was like, yeah, man, the, the girls help us with our own. They're like, what do the girls do y'all homework? I'm like, bro, where this school is, <laughs> Shorty? They got, I'm like, they got cameras. They got people walking up and down the aisle. No cheating going on in here. Like, y'all been, oh, hell no. I'm like, yo, man, where are these other schools at, man? I ain't, I they, they didn't recruit the me. You got cameras on y'all? <laughs> what? And tech? Yeah, yeah, you taking boy, the tests? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I did not know I think that. that's standard practice, yeah. See, Ari went to them colleges, man. He should have played lacrosse. No, they just trusted their students. I mean, it was not a bad thing. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. We was held to a high academic standard. Yeah. It's a certain standard. You down in my education, Um. To be Georgia clear, I'm Institute not. Of <laughs> I'm just saying we went to Good. well, what we went to the top three uh, technical school, uh, technology school in the states, right? For my listeners, man, Alice Montgomery is in the in the crowd with us right now. You know what I'm saying? You can't see her on camera right now. I don't know if she's dressed for the occasion, but what I do know is she went to a uh, top three uh, technical school in the in the country. 
uh, with me. It was quite the challenge. There was no uh, shortcut. So if y'all do get recruited to go there, be ready to study your ass off. Yeah, but hold on. The thing about lacrosse, just finishing that last point, was that uh, with black kids specifically, like when you think football or hoops, right? Because that, that, that was, at least when I was growing up, that was like the easy one, right? All of us just go down to the park and you play those mm-hmm. two. Like lacrosse is one of those that doesn't come quickly. Like you, wall, like if you can't throw and catch the ball, none of the game is fun. Like you just can't do any of the fun stuff that make you fall in love with it. So but you can hit people. You can't. You can't if you can catch them, right? Because it's different, right? You can't hit people from the but back. But you're not gonna be good if you're just walking around. Yeah, if you can catch them. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying like so in lacrosse, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be they're in front of me. From inside, you. Yeah, so that, that means I gotta line up, it's hit not football. you, and I can't wrap you up. I yeah, can't it's not do football. We're not standing in front of each other, yeah. and then the whistle blows and you go. This is like. Imagine uh, hoops and you're playing defense on somebody, but they got a 10-yard run at you coming straight at you. You can definitely hit them if you guess right, but there's a good chance that... Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't hit them in the get, side. Yeah, like yeah. he can get skinny on you, do whatever he's got to do. Oh, and, yeah, like if he's nah, elusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I can line him up, back. I can line him up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you're just going to go out there and try to line people up. First penalty, you out. I'd say I see one I like hit contact a game. sports. One, one real hit a game at most. Just doesn't happen. Because y'all be so focused Dudes on so fat. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah, y'all turn into the NBA. Yeah, well, but it, <laughs> they let y'all hit and y'all want to be in, the NBA. Y'all want fouls and Euro steps. No, but... <laughs> you're doing Euro steps. Yeah, people trying to invent a Euro step in lacrosse. That's new this year. Yeah, but, just pull the stick yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it underneath. But the... Um, the hitting, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you seen it, you seen it, yeah, 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 yeah you seen it. Uh, but the hitting is like it's almost if if you hit someone and it's like a big hit, like a football type collision, yeah. you take yourself out of a play. And typically, when a, when somebody's dodging the goal, they beat their man, Copy. and you hit him. Now you're you got to be the third it. slide, and That's you're on the ground somewhere. You got to learn how to play this. Yeah, so, I mean, so just y'all just would all curve. been mad at me. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, what the fuck are you doing, man? No, no they're gonna be looking at Kyle like Kyle. You brought him. Yeah, you, right. you, brought you brought him, him here. here. You gave him our stick. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why is he tackling people? All right, Kyle, when you hear the phrase acclimating without assimilating, what does that mean to you? Yeah, um, I, I think that comes down to your environment, really. And, I, and I, I talked about my situation earlier. Like, being able to be your true self uh, is, is tough to find in a team environment, right? Like, from the time you're a little guy straight up through pros, uh, and it's about the people you're around. It's your parents, it's your siblings, it's your community, it's your teammates, it's your coaches. And again, every step of the way, I was around people that let me be me, uh, whatever that, whatever shape that took on that season, that day. Um, were there times, me as a black athlete in a predominantly white sport, that like I felt alone? Of course. Like, you know, I'm not kidding when I say my mom and I drive to a field, a tournament, and we like look out for. 20 fields and don't see another brown pair of legs, right? And I think as I've gotten older with kids now myself, I can't even begin to imagine what my mom felt, right? Because she's worried about her little boy on this field because they come from a different time than we do. Uh, and she would always try and seek out another black parent to, to understand their journey, make friends, because it's, <laughs> it's only going to be four or five of us right, for these next couple right. of years, you know? And so um, I was lucky. I had, I had people that supported me. And so I, I never, my... That the fact that I was a black lacrosse player, I very rarely thought about it and worried about it. I was I was empowered by it. If that makes sense. No, that's dope because you usually hear stories of you know athletes who aren't in a predominantly black space yeah. being looked down upon, and it's actually dope to me that you 
having yeah. an experience that doesn't involve any of that. Yeah, and to keep it a buck, like I, I feel like it wasn't until I got old enough um, and established enough to even feel comfortable having a conversation like this one because my peers, a lot of them, you know, black lacrosse players um, that I played against, played with, like didn't have my experience. Like had real live racial situations happen on their teams or at their college or whatever, mm. like things that happen. Uh, and it just wasn't my experience. So I, I, I always felt, I don't want to say fake, that's the wrong word, but I always felt like I was speaking about something that, that I didn't experience or what, it's not, it's not fair to, yeah, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't dive into it. Uh, and that what I've, what I've netted out at is I've, I've just been lucky. Like I've, I've been mm -hmm. in a really good situation. Uh, like it's not that it don't exist. Oh, it exists. It exists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It exists without a doubt. Uh, it just, I, I didn't personally experience it. Right. That's good. Shit. Still time mm -hmm. left. I'm still. Look, look, look! I'm still in the sport, right? No, like I don't. No. I don't want to make it seem like it's uh, crazy. All I, the work is done. Yeah, no. It's crazy. Still work I, to do. As I, I mean, though, that's a, a, a applause to that to that organization you yeah. was with and who you played against that yeah. had that respect. I, um, do you feel like a lot of it is fear? Could be. It, it, it like it, it, it could you, be. Is that what you play off of? No, look, man. I was uh, again. I told you. I'm not I don't. Who, I don't. I ain't never like got to see it. Like I don't know how lacrosse go. Like I don't know if you like sit in the locker room before y'all doing with how we bop. Like yeah, yeah. I don't like motherfuckers before I play. Like yeah, no. That, it'd that's be it. like, gee, and I'm. If I felt like I was the only black kid, then I'm like, oh, y'all in trouble. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, no. Like, that's a chip I'm on your shoulder. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be yeah. a terror. Oh, I'm gonna did talk you, yeah, loud the whole time. Too, huh? Up up until the last time I stepped off a field. A year ago, yeah, I've I've had that. I've had that from the beginning. I had again, I had it when I was younger, but didn't understand. The second AI did his crossover, and like I figured out how to do, do it, it with a lacrosse stick, I it was a wrap. Like my in terms of my mentality, I was yeah. just like, there's not a person out here that can guard me. Every yeah. time I step on the field, because you don't even know what this. Is no, for. and, and you, then have they, no, you have no clue. And what then I'm they doing. started to catch on. Like I'd say probably, I started doing it like seventh grade. They started catching on like sophomore year of college. And so then I just changed Damn, it up. Yeah, you got it in for six. Yeah, and then I started doing like a, a in and out cross became like my split dodge now. So now I'm going back and forth, and they're like, that's a whole new one now. They're trying to, to figure that one out. So I just kept rolling out basketball moves that made sense to me and my body and my footwork with a lacrosse stick. Yeah, Kyle is the Tony Hawk of lacrosse. <laughs> he was inventing moves and all of that. The uninterrupted crossover. Um, that's yeah. what it's called, the uninterrupted. Man. <laughs> so interrupt me. Yeah. I was I'm not gonna interrupt you at all. <laughs> Continue to do whatever you're doing. <laughs> I'm not gonna get in your way. Was there ever any added pressure to perform uh being black? Like feeling like I have to have all the goals or I have to do this or I have to do that, or we're down, so I have to do something miraculous because I'm black. Yeah. The, the pressure, I mean, you all are athletes. The pressure was there, but I don't think it was because I'm black. It was because I was the guy. Like, you are mm. you are our player. You are up for player of the year. <laughs> We're down one. Go do something. Like, make something happen. Oh, so you never felt like they looking at me like, boy, you supposed to be faster than that, you black. Oh, hell, because I was. Ain't nobody running by me. Back then, my That's prime, no, bro. No. Like, no, never. Oh, you just didn't take it as a black thing. No, like I took this. it as like, a, you're, a you're the guy. You yeah. better be the guy. <laughs> like, you know, you're the guy so out he here. Be the guy. That's actually a robot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's good. I became, I, look, I, be, I became obsessed with the process. I mean, you, you obviously, NBA is different. Yeah. Uh, and even, even honestly, D1 basketball is different. Mm -hmm. But, like, I became, I, came, I went to a high school. We weren't very good at basketball, lacrosse, or soccer. Like, we were, we were in the top conference in lacrosse, but the worst team in the top conference. Basketball, we were in the, 
like the f- fourth or fifth worst conference mm. and like middle of the road there. And then soccer, we were okay. And so like, but I went to a Quaker school. Coaches never yelled like equal playing time in some situations. Like, so never like all that competitive. And so when I got to college at, at Hopkins and you're like watching film every day, you're lifting, you're training, mm-hmm. you're on the wall, you're doing, I became obsessed. I was like, oh, mm. I was already ridiculously athletic. And like, now you, I have all these tools to like, Learn the game and improve every day. Like this, this is a wrap. Yeah, is that yeah, free cafeteria. cafeteria. Yeah, that's right. Give me a car to that's the right. gym. Mm-hmm. I can go take a shower. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's what I was on, dog. Um. Yeah. Oh, you remember, dog? They used to. I used to go to. Well, you remember we used to go. I used to go out. We go out, do stuff, yeah. and be like in the middle of like talking shit yeah. and like take girls. Everybody go from the club. We go back and work out. Yeah. Just like. Hoop, one-on-one, whatever. Like, whatever. our coaches used to come to the gym like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, y'all just got, y'all got anybody just sitting yeah, in the try, locker yeah, room. Yo, trying to get reps in. We're like, bro, yeah, I, I just, I yeah, just felt yo. inspired, coach. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I've had never had a gym, man. Yeah. AC in here. Yeah. Like, it's hot. It's hot in Atlanta. It's AC it's in Atlanta. There's nothing get... like being a college kid and realizing, bro, at 2 in the morning you could do what you love to do. Not a college kid. That's mm-hmm. just poor. Whenever you walk into places being like, man, they got AC. <laughs> like, something going wrong. Yeah, you done been through it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, well, there, there you the best that. point of your life. Yeah, you, <laughs> you remember when we had the, the hot summers when we had uh, yeah, <laughs> sleep on the floor. Hey, in the summer, in the summer, in the summer, in the summer, people would come up to our room and be like, why are they know we all blanket set? Like, we just just laid out on the floor. No, we got the sheet. It's just the sheet on there. We ain't gonna need the blanket. We just need the the pillow. Mine's just laid out like this. No shirt. Still sleeping like slaves. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. Hey, right. Once you get used to it, it'd be like, shit, who sleeps with blankets? (laughs) No, until until somebody come over, like, what the fuck? And you'd be like, what? Y'all got blankets? And it's all awkward. Y'all got the blankets over there? Back to this. Back to this. Don't even be cold over here. (laughs) (laughs) Like stand up, stand up, stand up right now. My bad. He took me back for a second. My bad. Took me back. Kyle, can you pinpoint an instance in your career where you think it was hard or difficult to maintain your identity? I don't think so. I, I I could certainly identify points throughout my, I'd say professional career specifically, that as this new landscape changes or social media, you got to, some shit happens, people have an expectation for you to say something. So I can identify moments where uh, there was there was anxiety around, like, what am I going to say? What medium can I even say it on? Like, I was, in college, I was a writing major, and... Like, pro lacrosse was just starting, so I actually had no um, plan originally to even play pro lacrosse. My idea was to graduate as a writing major from Johns Hopkins University, get an internship with ESPN, and journalism was going to be my life. Um, And so I'm comfortable in writing, and I'm comfortable in in a forum that I can, like, say everything. I'm not comfortable in, like, a 140-character tweet. Uh, or something like like so I, so I think I've definitely had anxiety around moments that have happened specifically over the last four or five years that like black people feel some type of way about. We all felt it. Um, but like never losing my identity, more just trying to figure out how to express myself uh, in the appropriate way. If that makes sense. Uh, I, I suck at that too. 
sometimes I sit there quiet because I'll be like, bro, somehow what I'm saying is somehow they're not going to read they're it. They're going to grab a sound bite. They're going to grab they're a just going to read and, it wrong. Yeah, right. But it'd be like, bro, I really, like, I feel like I don't like this or I don't like that. But I feel like I'll wait for, like, a moment that I can get off a full. Yeah, like a situation like this. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a podcast, something where you can actually explain where you're coming from and it's not just a quick drop in the pan. It's a great show. Whatever you need to say, boss, you just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. I'll have to think about it. Just let it go. <laughs> you just let it go, man. You just let it go. Have you found uh, throughout your uh, career yeah. that there's like a community among other athletes, not necessarily black, but just other athletes in your space or in your sport where they all represented the same story or the same, you know, yeah. situation? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in a predominantly white sport, yeah. right? So you have, you have a lot of these cats that have very similar backgrounds. Um, but the, the good news, like, like I said, is like, I think our sport is at a point where, from a diversity perspective, like, it's, it's being discussed on a daily basis. People mm-hmm. are talking about, like, decision makers in our sport are talking about how do we make this sport more diverse? How do we get more folks involved in this sport? Uh, from different socioeconomic backgrounds, like different races, everything, right? Like, I think... Um, you know, you know how teams go. I think mm-hmm. the best part of a team is, and the great teams I've been on. You won championships, like the best teams I've been on. It's like everybody's from different places, but you figure out some sort of common ground. You spend so much time together mm-hmm. that, like my stories, you find the synergy between your stories growing up, and all of a sudden we're a great team. We got chemistry on off the field, and you go get a ring. Like those have been my favorite memories from playing as a pro uh, in college, high school, middle school, and so on. And so, yeah, like I, there, there's certainly a lot of folks from from similar socioeconomic backgrounds in the sport, but I think collectively we're we're trying to change that. Was give me, oh, give me a common ground. Give me a common ground that caught you off guard. Um, think of a good one from recently. There have been a bunch of crazy conversations from uh, the last the last few years. I have a good one. Um, so there, there was there was a, another player. You know when when George Floyd mm-hmm. uh, was murdered, and that whole situation uh-huh. happened, right? So like the black players uh, in the sport, from I'd say pro straight down to middle school that like kind of kind of could feel what was going on we all like felt something about that particular situation right like that that mm-hmm. hit us um i think i think folks of all ages maybe differently but like yeah, we all felt time, it. it's when they kept reading the time yeah it just it just it was it was a lot um and so there were a lot of discussions within lacrosse during that time mm-hmm. um and like again to my point earlier like sometimes in those situations because of my upbringing and my background and my experiences, I, I would feel like, well, I can't even jump on this topic and, like, give an opinion because my life has been very far removed mm-hmm. from that. Um, but in that specific situation, we were getting into some heavy talks with different teammates, opponents, and we were all just trying to feel each other out and figure out, like, wh- even if you're white or I'm black, whatever, why? I need you to understand why I feel this. Maybe that wasn't my experience, but why I feel this. And I had a, had a, a player I spoke to that, like, you know, maybe – on the surface, his socioeconomic background makes you believe one thing, mm-hmm. but in actuality, comes from a family of alcohol users, drug users, and like is the second generation out of that, right? And so like is there's a there's a feeling on his part of like understanding having to come from nothing uh, and make his way to playing at a you know very high level college mm-hmm. and then playing professionally. And so again, that that's a situation that for me 
person completely misjudged, right? Like, I, I didn't know that. Right, because you would think his shit is like, yeah, your dad paid for this <laughs> right, shit, I, you're I, just I have here. no idea, but it's just like a misjudged situation. So th- that's why I love sport. I love it because uh, you're forced to have com- tough conversations yeah. and talk through stuff and find some sort of level ground that y'all can both go get it together. Because y- y'all know this. Like, if, I, if I'm not messing with you off the court, but we got to go out here and perform, like— we might make it float for a little bit, but eventually there's going to be a problem mm-hmm. that's going to manifest itself on this floor or on this field, and we're going to lose because of it. Uh, sure. And so that's how that goes. So I guess that'd be one call out. There've been tons of them though, yeah. for sure. Was I, it ever like? Was it ever a time where it was like difficult, like other than the George Floyd yeah. situation, of course, where like it was hard to get through to another teammate, and you think it might have been like a cultural difference or a cultural understanding. Look, there's there, there, there's tons of stuff like that. Just in general, I think. Oh yeah. yeah I think I think in general, like you know, um, as a black athlete, a predominantly white sport, there's there's going to be differences that you have with your teammates. Like that's just how it goes. I I remember early on. It's funny because you were just talking about sleeping with mm-hmm. a sheet. Yeah, sure. uh, early <laughs> on, I remember going to my teammate. This is a dumb one, uh, and this certainly isn't as heavy as the last topic. But like, I remember my mom dropped me off for a sleepover, and yes, uh, yes. and so I'm already in my head like, mm. yeah. You know, but these, keep in mind, I went to a private school. Like, so these, mm-hmm. these are my peers. This wasn't like a random sleepover. This is like somebody I went to, went to school with. And I remember they put me on the couch and uh, was fine, but then gave me a sheet. And so in my head, thinking like, can I get a comforter, a pillow, whatever? And I, I seemed to find out all these people just sleep with the sheet. Like, that that was like mm. a real difference. I remember calling my mom, being like, she's like, how's it going? It's like, come get me. I need I need a comforter. Right. I need a pillow. Like people don't have pillows. But, right, yeah. And so, like, like. They don't do the pillows, <laughs> mom. They don't do the fucking pillows, mom. So, so little, little shit like that. Stuff hey, in the locker room. Hey, you know? man, I'd have been over. I'd have been over their crib. Like, hey, man, I got some, I got some chips. <laughs> That's all I need. No, the house was That's nice. That's all I need is some right. chips. It wasn't that they couldn't bring the pillows. You got me on the couch. I know it's a TV across from you. The TV was exactly. nice. The TV was nice. Exactly. Was nice. They set you out. Yeah, but the accommodation. The you you, yeah, I, I needed I needed a little more. I needed a little more. But yeah, there's, there's a little shit in locker rooms, right? Right. Rap songs playing. Like, uh, j- just like, and no, no, nobody dropping him. I was, was like, just no, no, about no, to say, no, no, no. Okay, I have experienced that. But like, okay. I'm just saying that that's one of those. Do you look and out like, for one of those? Like, like, you no, no, watch you, it. you be bopping. You be bopping. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you be bopping. You be bopping. Like, I, again, I've never, I've no, never okay. run into that. I, uh, I used to be waiting on uh, white boys to do stuff like that, but they be, for the most part, they be pretty respectful. Like, yeah, yeah. I ain't never really. I have seen it happen though, and it's so funny. I've always wanted it to just to see what no, I. No, 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 no. This is so funny. I've seen it happen, and I was feeling compelled to say something because I wasn't. I was from the outside looking in, wasn't involved. Yeah. So I'm just like, mm, like Larry David style. Like I want to say something. Right. That's all. He said <laughs> it. You know it. he said <laughs> it. I want to do it. And he gonna slide out. Yeah. Like no, you, I seen it. Like right. I was yeah. finna. Another white, little white girl came like, what the fuck did you say? Oh, like, yeah. I'm offended. And yeah. I was just like, oh. oh yeah. 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 Like, yeah. they're learning. Yeah. They're learning. Like, <laughs> Listen to, to that. Yeah, like, I didn't even have to get upset. Bro. Uh, Thank right. you. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Got it like, together. Yeah. That's why I'm like, now. Nah, and that's what? been my Take experience it. for the most part. Like, somebody mm-hmm. else saying something. And, I, and again, I haven't, I haven't personally experienced that. Yeah, my only bad experience, um, you remember Dan Freeman? When they kept Dan Freeman, oh, they yeah, lived across yeah, yeah, the alley, yeah. man. So I had this best friend, dog, and I went over there to stay the night. And they was talking about doing something, and they was talking about chocolate. Yeah. So me, I'm, <laughs> me and my mama milk chocolate crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Shorty, they bring out Nutella. I say, what? <laughs> <laughs>
I, I just think about that, and I think about when my little girls haven't seen me in a while. Mm -hmm. The way they try and like get a reset on life is they jump on me while I'm sitting down, yeah. and just they want to just sit yeah. there for a little bit. Absolutely. They don't want to do anything. They yeah. don't want to jump play yet. Yep. Just they just want to face. Yeah, just be there for that time, that reset. Yeah, they want you. Um, so when you said that, that just hit. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, Undivided it. attention. That's mm -hmm. No it. phone in your hand. Nothing. Yeah, they just want you. <laughs> yeah, That's they do That's that it. bullet run when you get home. <laughs> that bullet run <laughs> right. into your arms, man. Um, yeah, my bad. You took me home when you said that. What's your, what's your, what do you feel like the biggest thing is? As far as this, you know, on some daddy shit. He got the, the uh, you know, we got all the spectrums and shit. Yeah. Like, he got the, the, uh, Two different household spectrum. Got it. So he got one kid here, one kid there. Yeah. But one kid with him. But what you mean with... Um... I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, he's saying, like, the biggest thing yeah. is just being there. Like, showing oh, as up far as him. being there? Yeah, yeah as you far know, as instilling something into yeah, your kid. you know, I always try to, you know, be there as much as I can with yeah. my daughter. Yeah. Just because, like, my son, I had him early, didn't spend nearly as much time with him as I needed to and mm -hmm. should have. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, I beat myself up for that, like, a long time right. until I had my daughter and everything. Like, my whole perspective changed yeah. on how I should approach things. And, mm -hmm. like, I really started thinking, you know, thinking back into how I treated my son and all that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to repeat this. Like, I still need to repent for that. But yep. at the same time, it's like I do need to clean up my act. It was yeah. kind of like a really, like, a self-reflection thing yeah. for me. So, Hell yeah. yeah, it's super important, though, to be there and be present. Absolutely. They remember Mike Man I though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, white he's man, good. I, he's man. Good. He's good. He's good. He's a jokester. He's all right. My, yeah, my he dog a piece is of work all right. Too. Yeah, he's a piece of work, too, man. Love it. Uh, is there any uh, specific takeaways you gained from, uh, from your father that you feel like this is something? Because we all have your, this idea of being a father and you want to do everything right. Mm -hmm. And then you have the things that your parents did that you're like, I'm definitely not doing that one. I get yeah. my kids, I ain't <laughs> yeah. doing that shit. Yeah. What are the things that you took from your father? Like, yo, this is, as a dad, you yeah. did this and I have to make sure I'm do that for my kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is straight out my dad's book. Yeah. it's This is easy for me. So, believed in me. From the second I did anything, he, he believed in it. Uh, and what is he like? Is he like the fan believed or like the believe like, all right, we're going to go work on this? No, he, I told you, he didn't push nothing. He, he, he was the guy that he showed up. Like, I mean, my dad was a general surgeon. Uh, and back when I was young, young, this man was was shock trauma uh, in Baltimore City. So, like, this dude oh, was he busy. Uh, like, he was busy when when uh, I was young, young. But I would drive to the game with my mom. Um, and then, you know, halftime, like, I see them him standing there. Like, he, he always mm. showed up. Uh, and then from the time that, like, lacrosse became my thing, um, he, he was the dude that, like, this you are literally on the path to having an opportunity to be one of the best to do this. Mm. And he, he said that from the beginning in every sport. And then as lacrosse, like, slowly became the thing, uh, he, he, like, lit up about it mm. and just believed so wholeheartedly. And I understand now as, as a father myself that, like, no different from y'all. Like, you believe in your kids. You, you tell sure. them you love them. You, you, anything they want to do, you, you push it. But for him, uh, with sports specifically, like, he believed so deeply that I was going to be what I ended up being um, long before I even considered that it was a possibility. Mm. Um, and we had so many conversations. Like, there's one that sticks out in my mind. I can't remember who I told the story to the other day recently, but one sticks out in my mind. We had just come off a field. I was in, like, fifth, sixth grade. 
I didn't play as much as as um, he thought I should have. At the time, I didn't put anything together race wise, mm-hmm. nothing. I didn't think it had anything to do with that. He was doing one of his rants to my mom about like they get they didn't play him because of this and like doing doing his thing, which yeah, again, shit. right, just oh, bullshit, no. right. And I don't I, who knows whether they got to know the answers, right. <laughs> but he he leans back and he says, "Well, one one day, like when you're in the Hall of Fame, they can't say shit to you, can't say anything to you." And that was so early. This was like fifth, sixth grade. And I remember him saying that and him being so intense about it um, and not understanding like the magnitude of how he felt until I had kids. He was so angry that he felt like someone mistreated his kid, uh, whether he was right or not. I actually, right. I actually if you ask me if I thought he was right, I think he's actually probably wrong. I think, <laughs> I, think just, I think it was just the flow of the game, right. like whatever. Yeah. I don't think it was anything deeper than that. But... He was so fired up about it that that um, say someone mistreated his child. So like believed in me from mm-hmm. from the very beginning, and everything. Yeah, I can say our father did the same shit. Oh, he yeah. thought we was the rawest yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, he was, but he was like our dad is like he's involved. Right? Yeah, he y'all out there the working. Co- oh no, he not no, only he that he, he be becomes the coach. The coach. He oh, becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Ain't, no, ain't no not pushing. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't no none of that. It he, worked. He call it. He call it back home. Y'all, y'all outside. Of, y'all using that rim. Y'all outside on there. Y'all out. Your homework done. Oh y'all gosh. outside on there. All right, none of that fighting. Y'all can't be loud. Neighbors keep calling. Look, I'm gonna take worked. the rim away. It worked. Yeah, that was him. He wanted to let us push. He would. And he he wanted to stand there and do the power. Yeah, that's stance. my. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. no. That's my. That's that's my third son right here. Uh, we got. I gotta hurry up. Uh, get Observatory back. show off. Yeah, yeah, I gotta. Yeah. I gotta hurry up. Get back. Uh, my other son. Yeah, he played football. I gotta get over there to him, man. We gonna we gonna try and make it uh, yeah. make it back. I get the the last couple innings of uh, Kasani because you know he he can hit, he can hit. He play baseball. Yo, I love it. I play baseball, so he can hit. That's my boys. That's how he's supposed to be. Boy, that was him. That's how he's supposed to be. I <laughs> that, I'm it. like, I thought your dad was doing the same shit. Like, oh y'all, you don't see my boy? That's, that's my boy. <laughs> that's my boy right there. If y'all if y'all didn't know, I know we the only black ones over here. But he is I, I bet he, I bet he did. I yeah. just didn't pay attention oh, to it. Oh, I love or, that. Nah, or if there were more black players, he probably would have been that way. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. for yeah. sure. It would have been real. Yeah, it got real for loud. Sure. I, well, this is completely unrelated to anything we're talking about, but the comment you just made made me think about it. Some of my, my favorite memories, specifically of the last, like, oh, 10 years, have been, now we have a, a good amount of black players, mm-hmm. and we all get to spend a lot of time together, and it's so fun to hear stories, understand what you've been through, without mm-hmm. even having to talk about it, because right. you've been in the same shit that I've been in. And yeah. uh, it's been a really, really fun te- like decade or so, because now we have we have probably five black players in the top 10 to 15 players in the world. A black player just won MVP for the first time. Like You hear it. Like, it's just, you know, there, there's there's real movement happening, which is, and it's been fun to, like, share those experiences. Together. That's fine. That is. Yeah. That's so, fine. Outside of sports, what was your relationship dynamic like with your father? Yeah, uh, it was it was great. Again, I think my father, you know, not not speaking specifically to like things he taught me, but more right. things I observed yeah. and took from him is is that that dude was a provider. Uh, like he worked, worked, um, and driven, organized, prepared. Like I've taken that from him a lot. He's always prepared. Uh, I watched him do a, a speech for the Premier <laughs> Lacrosse League probably about a year ago. And I just uh, happened to be at my parents' house because they're back in Baltimore too. 
And I'm looking at like all these notes and everything he's doing. I'm like, hey, mom, what's he working on? She's like, well, you set him up to talk to the league tomorrow. So he's he's putting his speech together. And it's, this is a five minute talk. And this man has mm. like, you know, five pages of notes. And that that was him from the time I was younger, just always prepared. So we had a great relationship. Um, again, but the things I observed were were his ability to just work and provide for his family. And then and that honestly shaped my 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 pro lacrosse career and how I approached it. Um, and then his ability to prepare. Like those are the two things that I watched him do and latched onto them from as early as I can remember. Did he have a good balance of it? Or it, it was could. just like impossible. You, when yeah. you saw him, it was, was a surgeon. Work. It was impossible. There's he's, so he's many there's so many people that like like I'm hearing him talk about it and I'm watching his face light up, which is similar to how we talk about our parents. Like yeah. I, I talk about my mom working all the time yep. and not seeing her all day. Yep. And I sort of get a glow about it because I'm like, that's why I'm wired like this. 100%. Like, both of my parents is blue collar. Yeah, like, duh, 100%. 100%. Duh. That's why you you up all day. You want to do everything. Nothing can stop you. That's right. the mentality. 100%. Like, I could do it all. Yeah, I could get that done. Yeah, yeah. They need, the kids need this. I could, okay, we can we'll get it done. It yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get it yeah. done. So it's like, you hear that, and I hear that, that see him light up. And you also get the kid that's like, you're watching your parent do the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. And you're like, all they care about is work. And I'm trying to see where that. Yeah. You get what I'm that's saying? Fair. Like, it's a, it's a question that that's I've. Fair. That's what I was I've, saying. It's I've always seen impossible. this version. I've always seen that version of it, though. Like, especially our cloth, it's like you adapt to what you're around. So you're naturally going to mm-hmm. work hard or you're going to be a kid that sees somebody not work hard and say, I'm going to work my ass off because I don't want I don't that. that. Yeah, yeah that's you know right. what I'm saying? That's so right. it's But like, that's not always natural. I just never, yeah. I, without a doubt, I just, wanted, I just wanted to tap into it. I don't know if I could tap into the questions with the listeners. Y'all do one of the things where I could point down and y'all get to the comment section. <laughs> Tell me what y'all think. He want to know. Who? You. I just be wanting something different yeah, every once in a while. Down here. <laughs> Um, we like to ask all our guests yeah. uh, this question. My brother wrote it, so I always let him ask it. You let me know. We elected <laughs> for me to ask this question. I know I didn't say that in the past, but you I feel like I should say it now. tuning in to see Mon against men. That's not a thing. Just for you, Kyle. Not a thing. What are you working on improving in your personal life or about yourself? <clears throat> um... Yeah, he get everybody with this. Being being present, man. I think that was part of retirement. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know, I don't know if you all have like a, a good um, perception of what professional lacrosse is, but like it's not like the other sports. Like I like backing up. I'll give context. Like I went from player of the year, national championship <laughs> in front of fifty thousand people, drafted the next day to the New Jersey Pride number one. <laughs> that weekend, playing on a backfield at Rutgers with two hundred fifty people there, right? So. Mm, there, there's it's like unbalanced. it's unbalanced and then but professional lacrosse back, <laughs> <laughs> right right so you know you know what you know of professional lacrosse right now is premier lacrosse league which is incredible right. so you you turn on abc you, you turn on espn and you see a packed stadium and you see lacrosse rewind back to 2005 when i came out of college Pro lacrosse had just started two years prior. So, like, I went from a full stadium in Philadelphia at the link in college, college. In college to getting drafted number one the next week and, no and playing at a backfield at Rutgers. Copy. Not even their stadium. Like, y'all had that alma mater years yeah. of support in college. Yeah, and, and then like, you get there and there was nothing. So, mm-hmm. I looked out black player, white sport. Uh, so, I had a lot of marketing opportunities and, and partnership opportunities straight out, the col- or straight out of college. Like, I signed with Nike for a decade at 
was with this company, STX, that's the oldest and best lacrosse manufacturer, like released a bunch of equipment lines with them. I'm still with them 18 years later. Damn, can I get a lacrosse? Thing? I got I told you I got we're gonna get you involved. I told you I got you covered. I told you I got you covered. But I told you. I told you I got you covered. Told you. I told you I got sticks, we got helmets, we got it all. I got you covered. Hey, nigga, you gonna show up a face mask with his shit on. Like I told you. Ready to work. I told you. Clipboard and all. Ready to work. Teach my son yeah. this shit. Got him covered. And he can get him an education. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. That's free. Right. <laughs> free. That's yeah, right. For free. free. Hey, man, to HBCU, man. We got to push our kids to That's the HBCUs, bro. If enough of us go there, your team going to be wrong. There you go. Yeah, but the, the 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 net of it is that, like, as a pro lacrosse player, especially when I came out of college, you were doing a lot of shit to make sure you could get back to the field, right? Like, with, with you know, all the other bigger sports— like, you are a pro basketball player, a pro football player. Like, you're doing that. And then when you have your off-season, you travel, you might do some deals, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Us, back then, you had to have, so like, enough going on off the field from an earning perspective, partnership perspective, mm -hmm. et cetera, to make sure you could get on the field uh, the next season. And just to make sure, like, that you could continue doing that. Because you're not going to earn—back then, you're not going to earn enough on the field. So you better be earning it through partnerships, sponsorships, businesses you've started, different equity you have in companies, et cetera. So for me— to answer, get back to your questions, mm -hmm. along with an answer. So it's it just a, being present now. It was pay to play, basically. Yeah. So your contract back then? Yeah. I mean, you don't even want to know the number. <laughs> you might, you might pass out if I told you what my rookie year contract was. The MLO as the number one pick. Let me see. You actually might end the show, honestly. No, 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 no. I want to no. take a guess. The show goes on. Take a guess. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Take a guess. You said, you said how many years pick? was it? I was the number one pick. And what is oh, the, back then we were the signed. No, back years? then, back then, no, one year. year, one year, yeah, one year deal. Hold on, hold on. Let me give you more context because I think you're gonna go way over. So <laughs> I think, I, like, I think you're about to throw out a crazy number no, that's no. just like not in the card. So think about, <laughs> think about where I told you I played. I went from professional venue to the backfield at Rutgers University for 200 people. So you're not selling tickets uh, and all the other things that go along with being on the backfield. Take your guess. Number one pick. Number one pick. <laughs> Hundred thousand. Sixty. You, you wanna know? Sixty thousand. Sixty five hundred. For you, man. <laughs> I swear. Keep in mind, back then, like that's obviously not what guys are paid now. But hold on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You just told me to Wait, teach that's my whole, son. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not I'm kidding. I'm not that teaching was the whole my son. This way, man, we playing <laughs> baseball. Yo, yo, Your yo, ass playing baseball. <laughs> yo, that's 20 hey, years boy, ago. Your ass playing baseball or soccer. You hear me? That's no, 20 man. years ago. Uh, Wait, what? Damn. 6,500 for the year? 6,500 for the year. And again, what you it, doing? It, grew, it grew not much. That's oh, like, like 4,200. Yeah, what you doing? No, two months of living. Like, that's rent. You buy a couple new iPhones and flip them. Yeah. Hope for the best. Get an iPhone. Kyle can try to sell the team based iPhone. You know, we gotta lock that guy up. Yeah, honestly, I'd have, have been selling the Nike shoes y'all sent me, man. It's getting crazy you know, out here. There was so much. So you know, you look at that deal, and then that's why I signed with STX and had my own equipment. Like my dream was always, I was a Jordan guy, right? So I went mm -hmm. in my own shoes, etc. But I went the lacrosse route. So, like, I had my own gloves, arm pads, helmet. I had all that stuff. I've released a bunch of lines. Again, I'm still with that company. I'm still with a bunch of my sponsors. That's awesome. Equity and a lot of these different So, it's businesses. like skateboarding almost. Bingo. 
Damn. Well, well, back then. It's closer to skateboarding back then. For like the elite. Oh, now elite. you got a now, now you got salary. like now you got like real salary. You're getting endorsements from places. So yes, they're getting the Yeah, they're making money now. League minimum. Yeah. What? Take a guess. Well, it, it, look, everybody's different. So I get our rules in lacrosse. We are not there. We've grown significantly. Guys are making a living in lacrosse. Guys are making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, they're, the guys are okay now. Okay, but. Right. Guys are, like, earning a living. But it's still through playing. Guys' salaries are real Well, now. you got to get it lit first, though. Agreed. Completely agreed. Completely you get agreed. It lit. We're trying. Y'all need a, 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 like, a guy. That's like exciting as hell. Like, well, so we had a couple. You wasn't you wasn't beating people up enough. Well, that's it. Well, look, there, we, had a, we had a fight last year. We had a fight last year. Who? Well, the whole team? No, 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 no. We had a, we had a, or maybe that was two. Yeah, it was two years, three years ago. Damn, I'm getting old. Uh, that was back in 2019. Uh, COVID ruined everybody's it did, timeline. It did. It, it did. did. It was three years ago. It was 2019. Kyle didn't get in a fight. You ain't got footage of that. No, me? No, not me. No, bro. No, no, no. I'm too, I, that's not he me. He didn't do it. No, he like, I'm too good. No hands were thrown. Say, I'm too no, good. No, no hands were thrown. He didn't do it. From my end. That's not my style. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Hey, every show I like to tap in with the fans on social media to ask some of their burning questions that they don't get to ask me. So... All right, what's the question of the day? This burning question comes from IG <laughs> at BJ Cruz. They want to know, Shump, growing up, who were some of your non-sport role models? Mm, non-sport. Good question. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Malcolm X. Muhammad Ali. Mm, non-sport. I kind of have to count my dad as non-sport though, mm-hmm. but that was my guy. That was my guy. Um, it counts. But I, he's, <laughs> I, it don't though, because he was like a super sport guy. Like <laughs> half my so stories are like gonna go into. Right. Still pops. But yeah, um, Malcolm X. Like I had never seen somebody articulate something how I would. Like mm-hmm. I always felt like we had people that would like. Like it's so obvious you're you're playing the game with that answer, right? And I always felt like Malcolm X gave answers that people was like, "It's no way he just said right. that," but he already had all his ducks in a mm-hmm. row, so it was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it." Mm-hmm. And I always liked his like his calmness and how he said shit, and he would just look people in the eye like, "Yeah, you better believe it," and if you don't believe that, believe them hundred suits back there, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was, like, the power and mm-hmm. numbers that they did, everything about that, I was just, like, intrigued by Muhammad Ali was just, like, you know how people be like, stop, you shouldn't showboat. Like, he was, like, doing it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm showboating. Yeah. And I won. And producing, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what you mean while I'm showboating? Right. You looked at my feet, didn't you? But we're fighting <laughs> with hands. Right. <laughs> like, Stupid. So it was like, <laughs> I like that. Like, yeah. he don't, he gonna do stuff that is like, you think it's corny. You think that poem is corny, yeah. but he gonna beat your ass. Like, I thought that was raw, like, which make me like Floyd. Um, and then my dad, it was just like, I felt like I needed a version of like what a man is to me. Mm-hmm. And my dad like made it so tough for other men to mm-hmm. me. Like, it was just like, you can't you can't cry. You can't be soft. <laughs> you gotta know how to do it all, bro. I done seen the man fix a flat, fix a sink. Yeah. He may do some shit incorrect or sloppy, but the fact that he'll take on the yeah, job. Yeah. I done seen him fix some shit 
it go terrible and watch everybody talk about him and make fun of him. And it's just like he could sit there as a man because he know like, yeah, like y'all wasn't going to do shit. Right. It don't even be as a man. It's like as an abnormal human, he can take, <laughs> no, real, he can take like, constant right. ridicule. Like it. he can just, just sit there and up. eat it. Take it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And put it. his put his suit on the exact same in the yep. morning. Like get him out. <laughs> still that guy. <laughs> Fuck with him. I love Off it. Off the door. I, love I would yeah. lose it. I still got it. an appointment at 915. Right, right. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> still worried about right. yesterday. Right. Yeah, he be right. looking at you like you still talking about yesterday right. when I spilled a drink on my pants. <laughs> like, like weird. <laughs> like that's what always it. but it's yeah, like I felt yeah. like that's a man. Yeah. Like, the flat, like, we'll get a flat on the car. I get out to stop and my wife be like, what are you doing? Like, call AAA. And I just, like, I'm like, no, nah, I kind of like. You got to change it. Because I know there's a, a, a spare. Like, I yeah. know it's there. So yeah. now I feel like I have to do it. Like, yeah. My I, little, have to, <laughs> I have to My little brother it. in Miami, yeah. it was raining outside. This is how I know my little brother is my little brother. And my dad is my dad. And we all got the same dad. Because this little nigga, on his birthday, he turned 30. Right. We having a good old time. We catch a flight. The man trying to get out the Uber to fix the flat because he talking about <laughs> I know how to do it and I could do it so fast. And I'm like, bro, you drunk? <laughs> it's raining and it's no, your birthday. Right. You forgot, low key, he can do it fast. I know as hell. he worked. He worked at, <laughs> he worked at the tire shop. He worked oh, at the okay. tire shop. He did that shit for man. I know he could do it. He like the national like he. You got an outfit on, but he got a gun in the house. I'm not a man. Drill. Thinking I'm not a man if I don't get out. Yeah. with these power tools and go crazy with my shirt off but it was just like that to yeah. us that's, that's a, man. a man yeah hell yeah your wife panicking your mom panicking everybody panicking I, I go check out the sound right <laughs> and be and, and be slow to do it too yeah. just be be tired like <laughs> y'all scared of what alright I'm gonna go check the sound out see right. what's going on downstairs what's going on I you know what I'm saying? It. Let yeah. me go handle it. Whatever yeah. it is. Oh, man, the switch broke. Y'all can't see in the basement. It's pitch black. Everybody's scared. Right. It's a rat down there. All right, cool. It. I got it. Yeah. Like, it's to me, I swear to God, I was scared of rodents till I saw my dad, like, stomp at one. Like, he was just, because he was just sick of my mom panicking. He like, Bambi is just the a, 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 a mouse. You're like, not still scared of rodents? Not really. I like, because really, I got a wife. I got a wife and two little girls. Right, like, so now I see a rodent. Truck, yeah. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, what I'm going to do? Like, oh, my God. Like, what I'm going to do? I feel like I'm So I just, like, yeah. if I see <laughs> But if I see, I like I if see, I like see a, a rat or something, like, right. my natural instinct is to pick my daughter up. Oh, like, I'll yeah, pick yeah, her up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, my natural reaction is pick her up, stomp. Oh, for sure. Stomp and make the rat run. Like, I'm a, I know I'm a rat. I'm going to pick her up and run. run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stomping no rat. Right. No, no right, <laughs> right, right. What about you, Kyle? Are there any uh, non-sport, uh, non-athlete role models that you got? Honestly, not, none that haven't been mentioned. Like, oh, yeah. Malcolm, you yeah. know, Martin. Like, I, I think... Um, and and dad, like there's it's just it's, it's, it's no different from that. Yeah. Real talk, man. You got like I, I think idolizing people that can like articulate yeah. what you're thinking, yeah. Like, Especially if they look just like you, for yeah. sure, for I sure. Think, yeah. I think it's probably also age appropriate, right? Like we're all relatively close in age, so the people that we were. Idolizing to mm-hmm. are, are probably really similar. Same mm-hmm. spectrum, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, right. What about you, Ari? Uh, um, he don't want to yeah, say any Michael new ones. Mack. For real, for real. George Martin Luther, Castells. No, Martin Luther King. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to say Ali, but I'm not gonna say Ali. Right. Probably like Barack Obama. That's a good one. I, so I was gonna go that route. Yeah. I, I'll let you have Barack. I was gonna go Denzel. So like, I watch oh. a lot of. 
I'd say the last 10 years, is. yeah, on YouTube, I'll just be watching any any speech he's given, whether that's accepting an award, giving an award, or speaking at a different event. Like, I watch all of that. It's so funny, y'all mentioned Malcolm X. Like, I was just watching that, like, a week and a half ago. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Killed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I still get feel weird about watching it, like, in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. you get chills yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that, like, oh, yeah. just because it's too authentic. Yeah, hell yeah. And I don't even know, <laughs> I don't even know Malcolm X, and I feel like, you like know. that's him. Yeah, yeah, right. feel like, feel like that's gotta be him. Yeah, I've seen him. it acted out. Yep. Uh, it's definitely a, um, it's a powerful story, Malcolm X period. Hell yeah. Um, before we let you go, yeah. um, I know we done beat it over the head trying to get you to say all this cultural difference <laughs> shit. Um, he didn't even give it to us, man. He had a good life. I ain't gonna lie though, yeah. bro. He, right. yeah, no he had no bullshit. Life. It's, it's, a, it's a, a hats off to everybody that was in that arena with yeah. you. Like, shout out to them for that. And the sport as a whole. Yeah, the sport as a whole. I just figured it was gonna be some shit. Cause like, <laughs> shit. It ain't no way you would've left my black ass in there being <laughs> the only black boy in and, the gym. Yeah, and, you, you know, we... We're kind of conditioned at this point to be ready for that type yeah. of story. I'm just saying, I would have, I would have made it like, like I know the vibes when I'm like, you know, I'm already gonna be loud and extra anyway. I'm gonna yeah. be communicative. Like I'm just gonna make everybody talk and act like me if I can. Yeah, I want everybody to say what up, Joe, even though I'm yeah. the only nigga See, from that's, Chicago. That's, that's where you get weird. That's I just weird. like that. That's <laughs> so you team. want everybody to be you. You no, 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 you. no. I don't do that because I could walk in and Kyle could be like. Hey man, I really like this song, and it get him going so crazy that I'd be like, "All right, well, that's my new favorite song." So now everybody on ta- everybody on campus finna like this song. Yeah. Like, I'ma just be the guy that be like, "No, this this shit." What you mean? I ain't know this was this shit either. Till Kyle, Kyle told me, no, because Kyle put me on, <laughs> oh, and it just become like, the team. I just yeah. want to make the team nucleus, the team script. Yeah. Once the team script is there, I feel like now we could ride. I would like to feel like I'm AKA, on AKA, everybody got to listen to the same music. <laughs> I wasn't going to say shit. <laughs> AKA. One band, one sound. <laughs> hey, man. Like I said, man, is there anything you want to um, promote? Yeah, promote. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess uh, before promoting, I, I'm just around like culture and lacrosse and being black. I think, again, I was lucky. Mm-hmm. I was. I, I know that for, without a shadow of a doubt. But I think for me, being black within the sport, like, it was my badge of honor. Like, mm-hmm. it motivated me every day to try and reach the next thing to make sure that every black boy or girl at home saw somebody <laughs> that looked like them climbing this thing. You know, I think the the one of the best awards and most prestigious awards in lacrosse is the Tawarton Award. It's the Heisman of lacrosse. And so, you know, internally in my family, we were always so frustrated because commentators would say, he's, this is in college specifically, he's the best athlete on the field. Like, that guy's the best athlete on the field. And my freshman year, that was definitely true. Mm-hmm. But after that, I was in the conversation for best lacrosse player on the field. Mm-hmm. And so my men- mentally, it switched to, I'm going to get that award, and they're going to have to call me the best lacrosse player on the field, right? So, like, being black within this sport had a great experience for the most part, but, like, it was my badge of honor. It pushed mm-hmm. me to just keep chasing everything so that the next generation that came after me saw that it was possible. And that, you know, we again, we just have our first black mm-hmm. pro MVP two weeks ago. We have multiple black All-Americans right oh, now in college. Right. Trevor Baptiste. Trevor Baptiste, man. Shout out to you, dog. Dope as hell. Dope Yo. as hell. He's, he's young, too. So, like, this ain't going to be his last one. So, like, we've pushed this thing and forward. And what y'all jerseys, crop? 
Slay the Crop joints. Oh, man, we got to get you some new film. That was back in the day they were up here. Like, no, That's what I'm saying. I nah, really don't be, know. Yeah, we be wearing normal If shit. I'm lying, I'm flying. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all got the regular hockey joints now? No, nah, because keep in mind, pro, well, we're talking pro. We do, I mean, you wear, pro guys wear gloves, arm pads, helmet, stick. If you were a rookie last year, you now wear a chest pad protecting your heart too. But like, if you you're grandfathered out, if you don't, if you're like, if I was still playing, I wouldn't have to wear one uh, because I'm not I'm not a rookie. So we were. It's basically like a, and we made this change and we launched PLL to make it like more t-shirty. So it looks so like, like you can throw on, yeah, you can throw on like your jeans and, and this yeah. and not look whack. Not being a big jersey. Nah, okay, right, give me a jersey. Okay, look, look, you got a whole package coming. We got jerseys. Saying, we got man. sticks. Fuck with me, give me my yeah, whole we, hands. We got you oh, okay. They don't yeah, make yeah. noise. Just so you know, they don't make noise. And now you know what? I got an idea though, Cal. I got an idea. I actually Cal. do have some custom Incredible Hulk hands I can send you. That you wanted to play what? the he, So see, yeah, I told you. I had to make moves. So we got a custom person that here. like makes makes up. I got I, I got Iron, Iron Man. I got um what's his name? I got Thanos gloves. You got the Thanos with the stones? Yeah, yeah. Played in them? No, well, I tried to match the team, so no, I didn't play. I practiced in them. I have them. You didn't play in them. No, I'm trying. Oh, so y'all can wear like shoes. You're a fucking ten time all star. You break the rules, no, you, bro. Eh. That's what you do. You heard what they was paying back then, sixty five hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. one fine. I, yeah. I got no money no more. That's a that's a wrap. <laughs> but <laughs> after that, you go to the chat. I just want to take those gloves. Getting it off the court anyway. Those gloves, Kyle. Those gloves. Those gloves. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Kyle, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Let's give it up for Kyle. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming through. Of course, appreciate y'all. This is incredible. Of course, man. Of course. So let's jump into our biggest takeaways from the conversation that we had with Kyle. I think that it was super cool to see Kyle stand in himself and say, you know, though being a black lacrosse player, being one of the only faces or the only pair of brown legs, like he said. That was crazy. To be, yeah, that was insane. That's crazy. The imagery on that is crazy. But to be the only pair of brown legs on the field and to feel like I have to take on the responsibility of the tough questions pertaining to, you know, the black subjects or something that happens um, that is supposed to bruise the black community and everybody's just sort of waiting to see what he wanted to say. He never felt obligated to go out there and try and be something he's not, say something he doesn't have a history on. He just stayed within himself and saying, that's not my book. I understand why this affects me and this is why I feel a way towards this. But he was able to have a dialogue with his teammates and never feel the pressure of having to speak on something that he didn't feel like he went through wholeheartedly. So I can respect somebody that will do that because mm -hmm. I don't know whether I have been through it or not. I don't know whether those things would have happened and me be the only black player and I, I would have felt the obligation to, right, you know to what I'm say saying, something. just to say something or to be fucking unhappy publicly. Or to just make your presence felt. Yeah, type yeah. of shit. Uh, and I thought it was cool as hell and like a nod to him just as a man to be like, nah, I could walk in that and be able to look in the mirror, look my teammates in the eyes, look the world in the eyes and say, that's not my book, but I completely understand y'all's size. I understand y'all anger but I get treated the right way here and I focus completely on the game. I thought that was beautiful to see him articulate that because I know we was stabbing at his ass. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we was poking at yeah. the belt boy. Because we just knew that there was Real talk. Some, I, I swore. at some point some shit went wrong racially say, and that never came up. He say ain't nothing under them hoke hands. Mm -mm. What was your biggest takeaway, bro? 
Uh, I think mine was probably the part about him being a present father and him identifying the time, that time in his career where it was time for him to step back and really just be with his kids. Like, I think that's really respectable when you can walk away from a vantage-driven situation or money or, you know, like a really, you know, a really important job or purpose that, you know, you've been training for since you were a kid. And I know you would be crushed if you had to stop abruptly, but the fact that he was able to do that for his kids is kind of like, I don't know, it's like immeasurable. That's like, that's something, that's like a gift that they can never really repay him for. Mm -hmm. Nor would they really even, you know, be able to appreciate it the way he kind of does. So that was the... Be present, guys. Be present in your kid's life. As Uh, much as you can. As much as you can, especially um, when the obligation of work uh, relieves itself. And I got to do a better job at that, too. I know a lot of times I'll be ready to check out for the day after work ends. And it's like, uh, you know, you got to check into your other job. Mm-hmm. Check right into, uh, seamlessly. No complaints. Or breaks. Hey, as always, thanks for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture. Men, I am your host, Iman Shumpert. And I'm Ari Shumpert. Make sure you go rate, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To watch the full video episodes, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel every Monday after the show drops. Click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, guys, we are gone.